this recording i mean it's, it's called depression tucker i mean <laughs> don't act like you haven't been there yeah when i when i cry for the horse that dies and never any story that uh yeah that might be a first before, before well it's more the before anything else part that's kind of unnerving yeah anyways welcome to episode two of the riot Squadcast. my name is ed the zombie i'm joined by my hetero life mate chris zero cold tucker how's it going buddy uh that's uh, great. It's a good week this week, man. Good, it's, good it's, result. Good, uh, decent result, but a, a good week. How you been, man? What, what have you been up to? Uh, oh, I went to I went to an open house for the first time without fear of being beaten or grounded. Uh, the kid, the oldest boy, had his uh, his back to school night, and I got to go to a school and, and have teachers not yell at me <laughs> and not have high expectations from me. So it was it was pretty good. How about yourself? Not bad, man. I started a new position at my job and. Uh, it's Doggy. weird because I'm trading in a, a reflective vest for a lab coat, which is kind of hey. weird. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's been, been a bit weird. You're as capable of being a scientist as Liv Taylor in any movie she's ever been in. Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, like you should, <laughs> no part of your life should have a lab coat. I mean, it, it should all have a lab coat. Like I should just go to like Taco Bell and be dressed in a <laughs> wearing, lab coat. Wearing a lab coat. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> nice. I'm a food Scientologist. A Scientologist or a scientist? <laughs> Either one. You're illiterate. <laughs> you're you're illiterate. There you go. Well played. <laughs> well, 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 parried, my friend. Speaking of good comebacks. Hey. Eh? 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 That segue. Nice segue. Yeah, of champions. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the galaxy being being unbeaten in six games. Six games, yeah. Two wins, Especially, four ties. Not not too bad. No, I mean we we tie so much. <laughs> we tie so often. <laughs> it's weird to think that we haven't lost. We haven't lost many games this year, no. but we tie so freaking often. Yeah. And in this case, like I'll take tying in the Sporting Kansas City game because we got overrun from top to bottom, from the beginning of the game. Almost to the very, very end, we were just being battered by SKC. So to come back and in the fashion we did, and of course we'll get to that, um, is is amazing and phenomenal that we even got a point out of it. But so many ties, so, so many ties. Isn't it crazy to think that our worst month had like a t- like one loss in it and it was just purely ties? But yeah. that was a bad month for us? Well, that and the Open Cup loss, but... <laughs> You know, <clears throat> we don't we don't speak of that. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, what's crazy about August and we talked about August last week. Oh, what's crazy about August is as awful as it was, we're still four points out of the supporter shield. Yep. You know, I'm looking at our our, our record right now. We're 11, four and 15. Uh, the only team that's anywhere near us in ties is San Jose um, at 13. I think I read on Twitter that we're getting close to an MLS record for ties in a season. I think it's uh, 17. 17. And if we have any dreams of the supporter shield, obviously we can't get anywhere near that record. No. Um, given that we only have four games left, but uh, it's, it's pretty astonishing how many points we've left on the board uh, this season. Yeah. It's, it's been pretty um, lackluster sometimes, but what's, funny or ironic is that we have been able to not only not be out will be outclassed but still get a point as still finding a way yeah yeah as the show in the the last uh, the uh, Kansas City game because mm-hmm. we were outplayed top to bottom oh yeah I mean you know it was if you if you heard Bruce or anybody says oh this heat was killing us like ah oh, shut up dude which although I, I was thinking about that and, and not to get too tangential but Robbie Keane for his, this was his first start in a month, uh, at least according to JP Della Camera. Um, this was his first start in a month, and I wondered if, it, particularly at his age, if that heat was affecting him so poorly or so much, and that's why he played so poorly. Um, that's why he, you know, was running really, really slow, and and every every move kind of looked really labored, just disappeared for the whole game. Um, 
that he, I mean, I think Serrano said this was the first time we've had to take a water break in the middle of a game, uh, you know, so far, uh, if that's part of the reason that Keane was playing uh, as poorly as he was. Was it really the first time? I, I thought I remember we, it was happening one more time, but. So did I, but I, I saw that tweet and I, you know. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. I, I assume Serrano's right <laughs> for whatever reason. This is this is what he does. Yeah. He tweets about water breaks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were. They say, I heard probably the craziest stat I've ever heard in my life was uh, after Gordo scored. Um, whoever does uh, sport, whoever does the the uh, sideline reporting, said that SKC had ninety nine percent of possession through the first eight minutes. I wouldn't uh, doubt that because it was really bad. But have you ever in your life heard a possession stat for the first eight minutes of a game? Where the the one the one percent is literally Gordon scoring the goal. It's Gordon, yeah. It's like we got the ball and Gordon put it in the net, and every other minute they had the ball. I do, I do love it that it was like the shortest guy passing to the tallest guy on the field. Was it Mendiola to Gordo? No, no, it was uh, Boateng. Oh, I, I love him with Boateng. Do you think who, who is shorter, Boateng or uh, or Mendiola? Or Mendiola? I would I would have assumed Mendiola. Mendiola looks like a child. Well, they're, um, both, they're both pretty tiny. They're they're yeah. my height, which is not a. Uh, height of a professional. If you vamp, if you vamp for a little bit, I'll, I'll look it up. I don't want to vamp. You can just look it up. We can edit it out. Are you going to edit? Yeah, I didn't see you. I mean, I heard the last one. It didn't seem like there was any editing whatsoever. Oh, I did. Ah, a, did magic, you really? The magic of editing, baby. There's, I mean, there's like seven seconds of dead air in the first minute and a half. But that was one of the best parts, though. I don't, I don't want to leave that out. That was funny. Yeah, it was the best. Uh, it doesn't matter. See. They're both short. Who cares? Wow. Yeah, you're right. Emma Boateng is two inches shorter than Raul Mendiola. That two, uh, two seems a lot. Uh, Emma Boateng, five foot six. Your girl thinks two inches is a lot. Ooh. Uh, Emma Boateng is five foot six, and uh, Raul Mendiola is five foot eight. That's bullshit. That's a lie. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you want the most useless stats in history, that's uh, the height difference of Raul Mendiola and Emma Boateng. <laughs> That's int- that's what everyone wants, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. the hot. That's the hot talk. Everyone was tweeting us at uh, at you know at Riot Squadcast on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, how, did, how, how did we not mention in the opening of this? We're setting a, a personal record that this is the first time we've had a podcast under the same name where we've recorded two episodes. You know, I don't want to jinx it. You know. Yeah. Something. <laughs> you have a stroke halfway through this. I mean, <laughs> we don't finish it. I, I could be a diva and just be like, you know what? I don't like the name. I'm just going to change it without you knowing. I'm replacing you with Jaime. <laughs> I'm replacing you with a robot. That's going to be my inside stick. I'm going to mention Jaime in every episode. Oh, please don't. No one cares about him. I mean, no one I lo- cares. I mean, I love you, Jaime. Whatever. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> but yeah, so you had, so as you were right. You had the shortest guy on the team, and I'm not sure that's correct either, but it, five foot six seems pretty short. If he's not, I mean, my God. Uh, but you had Emma Boateng cross into Alan Gordon. Uh, hell of a goal. Hell of a goal. I mean, it's it was an Alan Gordon goal. I mean, he literally is like standing still mm-hmm. and just has to jump and get his head on the ball. Heads it straight down into the net. Yeah. Uh, seventh minute. And he doesn't kill anybody on his goal celebration, which is... Yep. Doesn't, doesn't go too crazy. Just... Yeah. Uh, you know, keeps it pretty moderate, which was which was awesome. And so I was I was thinking, uh, well, we should we should round out the SKC game. Um, I went through some quick stats after after trying to rewatch the game today. So I, I figured when I came home, I would actually attempt to do some some prep work for this. Uh, didn't go very well. Uh, I just <laughs> drank. Yeah, I drank a few beers and, and gave up on that game because um, it was awful. But uh, I went through the stats and. Uh, SKC ended the game with 62% of the possession. We had 37. And I know that math doesn't add up, but I didn't feel like doing the, you know, 62.2 to 37.8. So fuck you. You could have rounded, um, rounded yeah. it down. Yeah. 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 62 and, and 38. That's what I should have went with. Lazy bitch. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not polished at this like Guessman yet. Um, and then we didn't, there are like uh, 50,000 shots to our two. Oh yeah. We didn't get a single corner kick in that whole game. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? We didn't get a single corner kick in that entire game. Well, that makes uh, sense. With literally, we had like probably two shots, and they were both on goal. So you're gonna, this. This will be interesting for you then. Uh, Sporting Kansas City 
You take a take a stab at how many shots they had. I want to say at least twenty three. Twenty two. Wow, almost on the money. That's goddamn close though. Sporting Kansas City had twenty two shots. How many shots do you think we had? I want to say three. Four. You're pretty good at this. Man, that's four is 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 giving us a way too much credit. Oh yeah, we had we had four shots, not four shots on goal. We had four shots in total. SKC had twenty two shots, um, which which does you know lead me to wonder about the analytics assholes on Twitter that were kind of going at Bruce about us not shooting enough. Analytics doesn't mean shit. We still tied the game. I mean, we were awful and we got a point out of it. Exactly. But, Dude, analytics don't mean shit. If you tie or win, it don't mean shit. If, this you, is, if you lose, it still don't mean shit. Does, yeah. Oh, in a loss, I'll take it and be like, yo, we'll crunch these numbers and find out what the hell's going on. <laughs> well, in a loss, we, we just start talking shit like, oh, I can't believe we only had 23% possession and two shots on goal. In a loss, I just blame Steven Jared. <laughs> and then in a win, we're like, can you believe we only had two shots on goal? Two shots on goal and we won? And we that won. was amazing. <laughs> yeah. That team sucks. <laughs> uh, so we had two shots on goal. Gordo's and Landon's. Yep, sounds about right. SKC had three. Uh, and obviously getting two goals out of that. Uh, this is the stat that kind of stood out the most for me, and I think it all goes down to uh, Van Damme. Uh, eight block shots. Yeah, that dude was... Fucking amazing! I mean, we had four shot. We had four shots total. Two on goal. Uh, two went wide. Uh, zero block shots. But SKC had had eight block shots, and I remember there was that one that Von Dummy did where it's like he's through, probably going to beat the keeper, and you just see this guy slide in, and I feel so. I mean, it's just going to sound really weird. Uh, it's going to sound a little lifetimey, but I feel really comfortable with that guy on the back line. You just Way wanna, more than what's... You just want to rest your head on his shoulder and be like, it's going to be okay. I just want to stroke his, I'm surely, very hairy chest. Very hairy, masculine chest. Very uh, very Beastmaster-like body. Uh, but I, I feel really, like, more so than I did with Omar, where he was big and he was strong and I knew he had ability, but I'm not sure I trusted him so much uh, to make the right decision. I, even though Yellen's a little slower, I trust him to get to the right place. I trust him to get back. Even when he goes out forward, I know, okay, well, if the ball gets played over, Yellow's going to find a way to get back. Or Yellow's going to make the smart foul or make the smart play to make sure that this guy either doesn't get a shot on goal, gets a very tough shot on goal, or Yellow finds a way to you know put a body on him and make him pay for it. Something I didn't quite feel with with Omar, something I absolutely don't feel with Daniel Starris, uh, AJ... AJ, I trust big time, but you know that size difference. I expect AJ to be a little quicker and, and to get back in, in the right position in time. Uh, but uh, Yellow might be probably the best defender for the Galaxy I've seen in in a long time, if not ever. Yeah, nine times out of ten, he makes the good decisions. Yeah. Hey, we just you'll, got a follower on Twitter. You'll see the average uh, fuck up from him, and it's like, oh no. Yeah. But with like but, with with you know. Omar, it's kind of like six times out of ten, you were like, okay, he's going to make the play. Yeah. Especially the last, like, two years. When he stopped giving a shit? When he, got, when he started getting paid and it was like, oh, Omar, what are you doing? Like, when, when, he's like, you when he's like, I've done everything in MLS, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, I've done everything in MLS, there's no way I'm not going to make the national team. Fuck all you hoes. Yeah, I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that, well, yeah, he seems to be doing well. He seems to be doing well. Back right. in the National team picture and making some money, you know. Yeah, he's doing all right. Um, but that was the SKC game. I, I thought, what did you think about the whole thing? I thought that I thought the game was awful. It was the whole point. Um, I was was glad we were able to. I see internet connection problem. Yeah, you Skype. Should... So I wait this out. All right, is it getting any better? No. Oh, jeez. There we go. Okay. Um, is the whole has the whole thing been this one? Um, in parts, it's been pretty. Your internet okay. kind of sucks. Well, just let me know. Well, I'm literally in a closet because I have my kids. Their <laughs> their dad didn't take them. Well, their dad didn't take them at all this week. So stuck like stuck in the closet. I'm stuck in the closet. I'm recording a podcast in the, the closet. closet. <laughs> and then I pulled out my gun. <laughs> and then I shot him. Oh, whatever. The um, fucking. But I, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Song goes. Hey man, not guilty. 
Or we was. Look, what are you trying to tell me? You saw the tape? Did you see the tape? I did not see that tape. Then you don't know if it was him or not. <laughs> I, you know what? Get off my back. Get uh, off my man, R. Kelly. I guess that's true, right? Hey, was he wearing? Where's he wearing his dude. Zorro mask in the tape? I don't know. I didn't see it. You're fucking lying. You know you saw that shit. <laughs> I think all black people have seen that tape. <laughs> I think everybody saw that tape and was like, after, after, that's not that's after not it Kells. came out, you're like, you see the tape and then you just nod. You just you don't no, you don't even nod because that you can get, you know, you can get caught up for that. That's true. But he did step he did step in the name of love. I gotta defend him. What do you, what do you want me to do? That's that's my jam. Yeah, um but overall, what did you think of the SKC game? Oh, so bad. Um <laughs> I was at a cider and mead bar in Long Beach. Oh, at the viewing party? Yeah, yeah, it was cool, man. It's a cool spot in Long Beach. Um, Should all, always keep an eye out for those Ride Squad viewing parties. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Good times. Good um, times. And so, you know, surrounded by people, you kind of get the initial reaction of, oh, man, how terrible we played. And, you know, falling asleep on that, uh, that second uh, Kansas City goal, which, yeah. come on, you're professionals. You should never have that happen. That's not that bad, yeah. That's pretty egregious. Oh, man. Just st- someone step in front of the ball. Like, that's the first thing they teach you. But we're getting peppered with shots at this time. Like, uh, you know, SKC had 99% possession in the first eight minutes. Well, you had, you had, you had players arguing <laughs> with the ref. It's like, dude, just fucking someone step Wasting in front of the ball. Wasting time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just incredible. All in all, I mean, you can't, you can't cry over a point away to KC. Mm-hmm. Especially at this time of the season, and any point, you know, counts. But we to get to that, you know, second or first place position. We need, yeah, we need that second, that or at least that. Uh, we need at least that second place spot. But given the results we had on the weekend, uh, we probably should be beating the sixth place team in the West. Like we needed to find a way to win that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's MLS though, dude. Like you know, you can go like sh- we've seen when we've gone to Chicago and then. Still, mm-hmm. and tied the worst team in the league. Yeah, hey, it happens. Well, that's why we're in the position we're in now. It happens. <laughs> um, but, but speaking of the of the results, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Bro. How about that Landon Donovan goal? <sighs> what, what was your reaction? I should have brought up my fucking app that does a sound that. Like, yeah, where's your Diego sound? Where's yeah. your, you want me to vamp while you pull up your Diego sound it's, effect? It's on my we'll phone. It's on my uh, phone. You suck at this, Ed. Dude, I'm not planning on doing that shit every time. Oh, you should. You, pr- you promised sound effects. I did promise sound effects. I was kidding, though. Although I'm sure everyone hated him. So, so all right, let's, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do the tattoo. How about that Lenny Donovan goal? <laughs> <laughs> I, I miss Diego. <laughs> uh, it was... Oh, God. I was, sitting, I was sitting on my couch watching the game, and I had the dog... The boy sitting next to me on the couch, uh, Erica's sitting on the ground uh, next to us, and because uh, we practice Sharia law in our house, and uh, the, <laughs> that's awful. The dog is the dog was on my lap, and Landon, and I think it was in the middle of a sentence, and the dog uh, or the dog, uh, Landon scored, and I hop up and I scream this guttural yell, scream Donovan. Everyone like backs up like I'm abusive to defend themselves, was and the it, dog was it like that what, uh, that presidential candidate? He went. Yeah! Oh, jeez, uh, oh, what was that guy's name? I don't remember. Uh, Howard Dean. Yeah! We're going to the White House. No, the fuck you ain't, Howard. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Like, it was this real guttural yell, and the dog hopped up and ran into the room and stayed there for about an hour. Like, we couldn't get him out. Oh, you scared him. I scared just terrified. so bad. Yeah. And I was like, Landon! Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, at the, I was at the bar with, you know, probably close to 20 to 30 people. Mm-hmm. And everyone just goes fucking mental. Yeah. What does it say? This is what I was thinking. Short, I mean, not to not to gloss over Landon's goal. It's amazing, and it's amazing to have him back. And it's amazing to see that he's he's seems to be getting back into the, the, the flow of everything so quickly. It took 11 minutes of on-field time for Landon Donovan to score again after not playing soccer for a year and a half. How does that man? I mean, I don't understand how Jurgen Klinsmann is not answering questions about how the hell Landon Donovan doesn't still have it. That it took him 11 minutes after a year and a half out. I mean, to score 
a really important goal. I mean, I you know, as a as a person who's the greatest player to ever have played for U.S. soccer, mm-hmm. I think a year and a half away from the game, you probably have still head over shoulders a better chance of scoring than most people in the MLS. I feel, I feel, and I could be wrong, I feel like head over shoulders is not a saying that exists in this country. (laughs) I don't know if you're Latvian or if you've visited some other country and picked up a bunch of phrases, I don't know. Uzbekistan, bitch. Oh, that's Uzbekistan, gotcha, okay. I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Um, But I mean, he's, uh, I I thought about it, it he scored after... Fuck you, you man. said head, head over shoulders. I don't know. I don't know if you have a, a dandruff issue or what's going your, on. Your head is not. It's not below your shoulders. No, natural. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, so I'm not some freak. Suck, suck an egg, bitch. <laughs> it's always sunny. References always perfect. It's always um, the best, dude. Always the best, but it took him. Uh, it took him eleven minutes to get on the score sheet for coming back, and he even said this week um, he felt useless in the first game. Retirement league, man. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Next, he's going to the Premier League with yeah. Zlatan's bitch ass. Um, but he, it took him eleven minutes, and he said he felt pretty useless running through the Orlando game. And I, I love him. That's a pretty fair comparison. I don't think he did a whole lot. He didn't contribute a ton in the Orlando game. It would have been foolish to ask him to contribute a whole lot, um, but he looked really sluggish. He just looked like he was, you know, trying to find his feet. But he came on during the Kansas City game, and it, it looked like Landon. It just looked like the same old Landon we got used to seeing, you know, run over to the squad and jump in the air to salute the fans before the start of a game. He looked the exact same. He looked sharp. Uh, I guess according to Bruce, he's getting sharper in training. It just seems like a very, very dangerous piece is back. And and everyone in MLS should take note. To be fair, do you think that maybe because the Orlando, Orlando game was already done? I mean, it was mm-hmm. four. It was what four nil at that point, or four one at that point. Four one, yeah. And so you, I'm, I'm, I think the team might have turned off a little bit at, mm-hmm. at the end. Whereas I mean, the Kansas like, City game, you're down by one. You need him. Yeah. Well, you not only do you need him, but you, also the team is going to be playing to get that goal. No, I mean like. Him specifically in in the Orlando game, and I watched that game a few times. It looked like he was kind of struggling to get his legs together. You know, like a, a basic tracking run seemed difficult. It seemed um, it seemed like he was laboring, pretty much like how Robbie Keane looked against Kansas City. Um, like it just seemed like doing the basic job, the things that that he's used to doing, yeah. took a little extra time and took a little extra effort. Well, at, at that point, he was what. Two days back with the team, three days back at the team. Oh yeah, like, so, so he probably had fresh. maybe had one or two sessions with the team. But he, I, I would say after that Kansas game, he looks like he's back and he looks like he's raring to go. And it's, it's hard. And we can get into this later or next week. But sorry, I'm on my like fourth beer. Uh, it's really hard to. Uh, that's where everyone turns it off. Uh, it's hard to pick against a team that has Landon Donovan. Uh, for MLS Cup, I, I I have to assume we're a favorite, or we're you know, or we're expected to go very deep because the boy looks like he's back. Maybe it's just the forever skeptic in me. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I don't feel the team can play against like the top teams and beat them in a two game series. I don't know. Well, we have to see, and we'll see very quickly because. FC Dallas, that's a two-game series. Yeah. That's a home away uh, with a cup on the line or with a trophy on the line, rather. Um, and that's the team having to show up big in two very important games where they need to find a way to win both of those games uh, in the 90 minutes that they have available to them. You know, that's that's our shot. That's that's who. what well, we have, what, Houston, Houston, Seattle, and Dallas twice, yeah. and that's the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um Houston, not so much of of that big team. Seattle, even even backed against a wall. Seattle has to win, and I could be wrong, but I think Seattle has to win literally every game if they have any hope of making it into the playoffs, or at least attempting to not play a wild card game. But I, I think they have to win clear out. Um, oh no, they're only five points back. 
and have two games in hand. So Seattle could make the playoffs. Fuck them. Um, but you have a team that's backed against the wall and, and trying to get into the playoffs. Seattle is going to be very hungry, trying to do something. Houston uh, appears to be eliminated uh, or will be very soon. Uh, but that Dallas home home, there's your there's your your you know your cup final matches. And that's like you're basically, you know, if you want to win the Supporters' Shield, you got to win those games. Yeah. Well, if we want to win the Supporters' Shield, we have to win at least the home game against Dallas, period. Um, we have a four-point separation, uh, both uh, equal games played, uh, a four-point difference. This would be a good time to go over all these. Uh, going through the Supporters' Shield standings for the week, um, Dallas is at 52 points. They have four games remaining. They've locked up a playoff spot. Uh, I believe they're the only team in the league to have locked up a playoff spot. The Galaxy have 48 points, four games remaining. Uh, Toronto has 47 points, five games remaining. The Rapids have 47 points with six points, six games remaining. Sorry, and uh, both New York teams have 45 points with four games remaining apiece. You want to win that supporter shield? We got to beat Dallas for at least one of them, and hope that they continue this this kind of slide they're on. And, uh, and and slip up somewhere, or we beat them for the home away and, and take it easy. I think best scenario mm-hmm. is you have to win at least three of those games. Three of the four? And then draw the at least one of them. So to get – So – I mean, because you have – I mean, you, I know what you say about the game in hands, but you still have mm-hmm. game in hands with Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dallas is a Which, really tough team. You have, a, you have game in – this is why I say this about games in hand. Colorado had a game in hand. Well, they I mean, the weekend that they just played wasn't a game in hand. They tied San Jose. Like, <laughs> well, every, you've got to win your team, games in hand. Every team that was ahead of us or, you know, you know, close in on the supporter shield mm-hmm. literally gave us the opportunity to move ahead. So this yeah, this was the results. <laughs> this was the results for week 30 that affected us and affected the <laughs> and we supporter shot shield. The bed again. And we shot the bed. Yeah, absolutely. But uh Dallas drew with NYCFC, uh, which was great on both sides, uh, for New York trying to get into a spot where they can compete for the supporter shield. Because if New York had won that game uh with two more points, they would be right behind us. Um uh, so Dallas drew with NYCFC. RSL lost to Houston. They're they're more competing with us for that second spot than competing for the the supporter shield. But you lose to Houston, like absolutely a game they should be winning. Colorado drew with the Earthquakes, which is embarrassing for a number of reasons. And uh, TFC drew with uh, the New York Red Bulls. I mean, we we needed to find a way to win that KC game. We cleared a uh, path to you know absolutely have us move ahead in the supporter shield race. Yeah. We'd be two points behind Dallas, yeah. Uh, even on games, needing basically to win one of those games to move up ahead of them and be willing to be able to tie that that second game against Dallas to round the season out. And you know, we came out the way we did. But um, you know, still, I think we're still primed for a, we're still primed in a pretty good position uh, as long as we stay within spitting distance of Dallas. We have a shot at the supporter shield. Uh, I'm more after this last week. I'm more confident than I was before. Uh, I don't expect. I still don't expect Colorado to, to do too much, even with their games in hand, um, because they're the Rapids, and this is what they do. But uh, you yeah, know, but, you know, hashtag that's MLS, man. That is MLS. That is that is big time MLS, and and the Rapids. Literally every team on that list could find in being MLS and find a way to mess it up. Yeah, and hand it to any of the other teams because it's MLS. I expect the, the Galaxy to do it because we seem to be getting hot at the right time. Or at least warming up uh, this last game, you know, notwithstanding, um, I'm, I'm hoping Dallas stays on the path that it's it's on and kind of sliding in the wrong direction. But we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you know, I think the they're they're definitely heading in the opposite direction that we are. So hopefully that'll you know aid us. Yeah. Well, next sure. next up we have what Seattle this Sunday, right? Yeah, Seattle this Sunday, one o'clock. Yeah, I mean, injuries, I was looking at injuries for that game. Oh, really, really quick before we leave SKC, because I I absolutely have to mention this. It was driving me nuts watching the game. Brad Friedel might be... I I already know what you're talking about. Brad Friedel might be the worst commentary guy I've ever heard in this league. Uh, It drove me... I mean, 
his accent historically drives a lot of people, at least in lawyers, nuts. Um, and a lot of people on Galaxy Twitter. It's like a mix of American and British English. But it's like it's like Midwest. Like Midwest yokel and London Cockney. Like I don't I don't I don't know what happened to him. It's you know what it sounds like? It sounds like what an alien who who like took over the body of a human being <laughs> would sound like. Yeah. Not a not a human like a human who's watched a, or an alien who's watched a bunch of television. Yeah, and it's yeah. trying to figure out. He's like, well, I know, I know Desperate Housewives and I know the Beatles, and this is what they sound like if you jam them all together and try to sound like a human being who understands the things that he's saying. Yeah, like the the transmissions to the the mothership only had like the BBC and like some <laughs> ABC. Co- like some country station. See what would make it interesting for me is if the only the only channels the mothership got were the BBC and like 1994 UPN. Oh boy! Now that's like, television. Like Hide of Moesha UPN. Hide, Hi Moesha, some nice homeboys in outer space, uh, and and uh, what is it called? EastEnders. Boom! Yeah. There's your television. There you go. But what what drove and me that's, crazy? That's where Brad Fiedel's accent comes from. Right in there. <laughs> what drove me nuts about him was. Uh, so he he. There's a moment where someone does a throw in. Uh, uh, SKC player does a throw in to towards our box, and he goes, "Oh, it's a nice low driven throw like Rory Delap." And then I, I realize I said, "Brad Friedel compares a lot of things to the Premier League," but I'm not sure if you're trying to compare things to the Premier League so that a, a mass can understand them. Stoke City, like that's the team you're pulling from. Yeah. Aren't you, if you're trying to appeal to the masses, because we're, we were on Fox, if you're trying to appeal to the masses, eh, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, you know, some of your, your bigger team, Stoke. And if, you're, if you happen to be one of the 14 people who still listen to this thing, and you're a Stoke City fan, I mean, absolutely no disrespect, obviously, but I, that just doesn't seem like the team you're, that's first out that you're mentioning. Uh, uh, in a, to try to do a comparison to MLS, maybe he's just an MLS player who throws the ball strong and flat. That's fine. That's all right, Brad. We can learn. It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to be compared to anybody. Everything doesn't have to be about the Premier League. <laughs> Premier League is good. We all enjoy it, but uh, it, that just seemed so strange to me. <laughs> Sorry. So you, you're, you're more than welcome. To <laughs> you know, like next, he's like, "Oh, that referee. That I mean, you made a call like Mark Webb." Yeah, wow. Is that that guy's name? Mark Webb? No, isn't that the bald guy who everyone thought like was a Manchester United fan? No, that was uh oh shit, this is gonna bother me. I think that's wrong. You know what's funny is like I know Andrew is furious right now, <laughs> yelling like, No, it was this asshole, he was Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the way Andrew sounds in my head too. Yeah. Let me see. I'm just gonna Google search Howard Webb. Howard Webb. Who's the, For the record, Mark Webb? I, don't, I have no idea. I, I do want to get into that right now, though. <laughs> it's, a guy, uh, it's a guy who touched me as a child. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know Mark Webb is a archbishop. Oh, shit, maybe he did. Did you get molested by Mark Webb? I don't want to talk about it. A very special Riot Squad Riot, Riot cast <laughs> episode. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, we can move on. Uh, so next up, we have Seattle. Uh, I, I stole a page out of Josh Gessman's book. How you doing, Gessman? Um, and looked at the the injury results or the injury table we have coming up. Clint Dempsey is still out. Something his heart doesn't work or he's dying or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got so close to being professional. His heart be broke. <laughs> his heart's broken or he's dying. He or watched something. he watched the John Cusack movie from the eighties and he's like. Uh. Heart shattered. <laughs> heart shattered. I, gave, I gave her a pin, man. Or I gave her my heart. She gave me a pin. Well, you know, because they don't win cups in Seattle. <sighs> Diane Court, such a bitch. Um, oh. Yeah, right. Who would have thought we would have had a, um, uh, what's the name of that movie? Uh, shit. What's the name of that fucking movie? What movie are you talking about? I, I stopped listening. I gave her my heart. She gave me a pin. Dude, really? Keeps... Yeah. Come on. I own the DVD or the Blu-ray. Really, dude? I don't even want to dignify you with the answer to that. <sighs> that means he doesn't know what it is. Uh, Jesus Christ! Whatever it isn't. Why are we going over a John Cusack movie? Like this is what's what's holding me up. But I, I gotta, I have to look this up now, obviously, because this is very poor vamping. That's how your brain works, man. 
Yeah, this is yeah. I, I won't be able to do it. Uh, say anything. Classic. Class, the pride of 1989 because that's a thing. Um, anyway, Clint Dempsey's dying. Uh, Aaron Kovar is also out, and Brad Evans is uh, questionable. Our injuries are Giassi Zardis is still out, um, although apparently he may be back uh, closer to playoff time um, and maybe for some qualifying for the for the U.S. men's national team. And Steven Gerrard is still questionable with a hamstring because that guy is important to the team, mm. apparently. Um, well, you should know, be a, he, drives up, he drives up our, our ratings, you know? Yeah, oh, apparently our ratings for the, uh, for the SKC game was great. Yeah, apparently, like uh, with the doubleheader, like the yeah. most viewed doubleheader MLS game. in MLS. So that's yeah, pretty in history, good. you know, I'll take it. Um, Suck it, everyone else. Yeah, should beat Seattle. Um, still not great. The guy they got from Boca Juniors is really good. Nicholas uh, Ladero. Yeah, he's, he seems good. That dude. Well, he's the he played his first game against us, right? And just fucking bossed. Did he? Yeah. I'll take your word on that. Um, he yeah. came. He came in and literally just like he can lo- play. He lubed it up and just gave it to everybody. Jesus Christ, Edsex, look it up or ask Ed what Edsex means on Twitter. It'll be great. Yeah, um, but he can he can bowl. Jordan Morris, I'm still pretty underwhelmed by. He has five game winning goals, which is a record for rookies. That is a post MLS made, as if it means something. Um, yeah, all it means is that team was tying a lot. Well, we tie a lot, so I yeah, guess it would be great. Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris doesn't have any clean sheets, does he? His yeah, his. <laughs> if I were Tim, in, if I were an MLS video, Tim Howard. Editor. Tim Howard has no assists and no goals. God, the people at MLS are he, stupid. He's awful. Tim Howard's yeah. awful. He has no goals in MLS. Yeah. So we should we should be we should be able to beat Seattle. Um, if we if we don't beat Seattle, we should be feeling uh, uh, at least for me our hopes of the supporter shield are kind of gone. Pretty pretty sad if we don't. Beat yeah. Them. If we if we can't get past that game, because that's that's a I mean look they're all must win if we have any any hope of hosting MLS Cup. Not that I necessarily think Toronto is going to make the final, but if we're trying to lock that down, we need to win that game. Sorry, I'm, I'm I I got all this gas in because of these beers. Uh, FC Dallas is playing Seattle, uh, or not Seattle? Sorry, FC Dallas is playing Rousal Lake, so an old enemy potentially helping us out. Um, in the standings and for the supporter shield, which would be if they can just win that game. I mean, if they can win that game and we can stay within spitting distance, we can afford to lose against Seattle or we can afford to draw against Seattle and still stay in the supporter shield race. But it's, it's of the absolute importance um, that RSL can, can get three points or at least can get a result out of that game uh, so that we can do, you know, do the business. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty disappointing if we don't get the win against Seattle this Sunday. Yeah, especially given the way they've been going. Yeah. Um, they're kind of turning it around, but we're still the far superior team between those two. It's it's pretty unacceptable. Especially at home, I, th- I think we take care of business. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, we should. We should do. <laughs> I think we um, TCB. We, t- we take care of that business? Yeah. Taking care of it? Take Dropping it right. This is this is exactly what our friendship is. Work out. Wow! <laughs> oh, wow! That was that was astonishing. <laughs> uh, so earlier I brought up ratings. This is what happens when we don't talk for a week. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the FIFA 2017 ratings came out for. Uh, oh god! And it's a pretty, pretty, it's a, pretty. It's pretty. a it's a shit show. <laughs> it looks Can like it? they've stopped. It looks like they've stopped trying. Okay, so EA, they're based in Vancouver, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I'll take that. So I think the ones who work on FIFA are based in Vancouver, yeah. They should be pretty well-versed on MLS, you would think. Uh, I would hope. I think we still are pretty far down the pecking order in what they consider to be important. Okay. So, shoot off some of those ratings, and uh. let's talk about the most surprising one. Oh, which one? I had a couple that I thought were surprising, but I but. think Gerard being the highest-rated player on our team—it's it's ridiculous. It's pretty damn ridiculous. It's 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 very clearly rated by someone who doesn't watch our games. 
It's clearly Steven someone Gerard. who saw that Steven Gerrard is like, oh yeah, he's clearly the best on their team. You find me a single fan in this league. So, so more importantly, so G- Steven Gerrard is rated at 81 overall uh, for FIFA 17. Uh, Giovinco, the best player in the league, as far as skill is concerned, arguably the best player to have ever played in the league, is 83. What in the actual fuck has Steven Gerrard anywhere near Giovinco, let alone two points? Name. Jersey, Liverpool. Eh. Uh, uh, spirit of Anfield or whatever they say, cup runs, European nights. It's got to be European nights. That has to be what it is. European nights and and trying to fight uh, DJs because they won't play Phil Collins songs. Look, I'll support him. You know, he's still on the team. Mm -hmm. But, God, that's that's pretty damn ridiculous that he's the top-rated player on our team. Yeah. Second by Robbie Keane, which I, I guess... Like I guess. Well, come on. I, I can I know, understand it. I know. I know your your recent hate has clouded your judgment a little bit. Well, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. I don't hate Robbie Keane, but we'll we'll get into that. Um, Keane at eighty. I, I get. I get it. I guess. I, I don't think he's uh, as far as and we and obviously we play the game a lot and we're big fans and um, we're obviously both going to buy it and we play each other pretty often. That sounded weird. Um, we play. With, we play with each other. We play with each other really, really often and hard. Um, but a three, a three point separation between Robbie Keane and Sebastian Giovinco this year seems pretty ridiculous. Um, uh, Giovanni dos Santos is at seventy nine. Yella Van Dam is at seventy seven. I don't understand, and I get that he's a defender. I don't understand how he's not the highest rated player on our team. That guy is by far and away the best player that we have on the team, in my opinion. Period. Um, I know that he's a defender, so he's not going to get a ton of love for a sports game. Yeah. But he is clearly the best player on our team by by a significant margin. Um, Giassi Zardes at seventy four, Ashley Cole at seventy three. That seems fair. Jeff Lorenowitz is next. Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Lorenowitz. I don't what. Jeff Lorenowitz is rated higher than Sebastian Leggett. Again, you can. You could just ask me and Ed or anyone listening to this who clearly cares about the Galaxy and, and MLS enough to still be listening after all this time, uh, and, and we can help you out with this. That's clearly uh, ginger bias, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's ginger privilege. Yeah. He's, hey, showing, he's showing his ginger privilege right there. Hey, Ed. Yeah. Ginger lives matter, bro. He needs to check his ginger privilege, all right? Right at the door. Best check it. Um, Robbie Rogers at 70. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What had just happened? <laughs> AJ De La Garza at 70. How Jeff Lorenowitz is tied with AJ De La Garza is beyond me. Crazy. Um, Sebastian Leggett is at 70. Mike McGee is at 68. How in the holy fuck Leonardo is at 67 uh, is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> when he, he literally has played like less than five games this year. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, Jose Villarreal is at 67. Uh, Daniel Starris is at 67. Again, kind still strange that he's that high. Baggio Husidic is 66. Uh, Alan Gordon is at 65. Uh, Emma Boateng is at 65. So Jeff Laurentowicz is a better player today than Emma Boateng. Sure. Uh, uh, Romney is 65, and he's the lowest of the first-team roster. Um uh, let's see, Rafa Garcia, 63. And these are the next five are guys I don't really consider first team because they all came through the Galaxy 2. Um, and it's it's fine that they came through Galaxy 2, but they just don't quite seem, I don't know, there. Uh, Rafa Garcia, 63. Uh, Oscar Sordo, 63. I, I didn't even know that guy was still alive. Uh, Bradford, Jamison the fourth, 63. Raul Mendiola, 59. Like, that, that stood out to me. Um, as crazy because he's he's infinitely better at soccer today than Baggio Husidic. Uh But then again, I think you're better at soccer than Baggio Husidic. Oh, um, thanks, buddy. Hey, I, I see the twinkle toes out there for S and P. Uh, Lassiter is fifty seven. Brian Rowe is sixty nine. Dan Kennedy is sixty seven. Sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Diop is at fifty seven. 
uh, Landon, if you're wondering, uh, got a Legends card because he was retired. Um, and he is an 86, uh, which is the highest MLS player, um, which is awesome because it's certainly where he deserves to be. Uh, I don't think he's... Yeah, I don't think he's a better player today than Sebastian Giovinco is today. But no. um, when you retire and you get a Legends card, they usually Boosted pimp up. your stats. Yeah, they boost your stats to where you were at the height of your ability. Yeah, you get some boosties. Um, and I think 86 is probably pretty fair for Landon for when he was at his absolute best. Well, there'll be an update where they'll take that status away. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him down to like a 69. Which was, Gerard was the one that was really surprising for you? Uh. I think more than the Gerard is probably the Lorenz Witz being so high. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts to me. Like it's almost upsetting. It's a game. Who gives? But it? I really don't like. Yeah. Well, anyone who knows me knows I get upset about small things. <laughs> I don't care about the. I don't care about the the important things in life. Oh well, yeah, of course I know that. Yeah. Um, so that that stood out to me. I thought that was that was pretty crazy. Like, uh, Lorenzowitz, in my opinion, Jeff Lorenzowitz should be lower than Rafa Garcia. Um, I don't think he adds a ton. Uh, I think he is a liability almost every single time he steps on the field. Um, he's slow. He seems to ball watch. He seems to get caught out of out of uh, position. He, It's like Pete Vianis, but I already loved Pete Vianis. So just play Pete Vianis again. I've Do the same thing. Yeah. Pete Vianis, Pete Vianis at, at the Portland away game uh, this year was uh, – uh, not egging me on. What's the word I want? Was um, like cheering me on as I was attempting to chug a um, a pitcher of a triple IPA. Like that's a guy I would rather see on the field today than Jeff Lorenowitz. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how out of shape you are. Put Pete on the field. Take Jeff off. We ha- we don't have a place for gingers. This went to a weird place. <laughs> he brought in some some really you know deep seated emotions for gingers today, man. Yeah, and I like gingers. I, yeah, yeah, gingers cool. are cool. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah, they're good. Uh, but was there anything else you wanted to touch on with me? I thought that all the numbers are, some of them are pretty accurate. Some some seem crazy. Um, I just, which is I just can't wait to beat the shit out of you in FIFA, like always. It's gonna happen. One thing I saw that I, on Twitter that I thought was funny it says uh, Mike McGee's goalkeeper stats are pretty low. And that gave me because <laughs> nice. I think no one will ever let that go when he when he. Uh, uh, you know, kept a clean sheet against Santa. I would, I would love if one day that they do like a uh, greatest goalkeeping compilation, and they have Mike McGee like uh, in that video. That was a bad day. That was the uh, uh, I was at the Rose Bowl for that game that or for that day. That was a good day. Well, I was at the Rose Bowl for the the Galaxy versus or the uh, USA versus Mexico for that game. That was a bad day. Awesome result, but a bad you know awesome result for the Galaxy, but a, a pretty rough day overall. <laughs> Anyways. So you did mention uh, something about you had to speak about Keane later on. No, uh, yeah, you were you. Well, you said I hate Robbie Keane. I don't. I, don't well, hate, I look. I I like what Robbie Keane has done, and as a Laker fan, and I'm sure a, a significant number of people who are listening, um, I'm not saying the number of people who listen are significant, but of the people who listen, a significant number of them uh, are Laker fans. You wait if you've not- been. They're not New Orleans Pelican fans? Pelicans, yeah. New Orleans? New Orleans, uh, baby. Yeah, look at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hate it when you say Nolans. Nolans, Really? Yeah. I thought that was how they said it. No. Man. I know I'm supposed to say Illinois instead of Illinois. I know they get upset about that, like Chicago people. Well, fuck them too. It's okay. Yeah, who gives a fucking fire fans? Um, but I, I, any, any Laker fan, certainly over the last two years with Kobe Bryant, it's been, well, as much as you love a player and as much as that player has accomplished, um, giving them an expensive contract based on what they did in the past and what they don't appear to be able to do anymore is going to give you some pause. And I, that's chiefly what I go through with Robbie Keane. Um, it's a player who you know obviously wants to be here and obviously is invested in MLS and invested in the Galaxy and invested in Los Angeles. You know, clearly our, our marketing and social media team have put a lot of energy and effort and money behind this guy and and, and pushing him big time. Yeah, they've definitely been all in on him. Yeah, they're they're in on him a hundred percent, and and I can understand him wanting to stay, and I'm even for him wanting to stay. I just can't understand even the idea of extending that guy as a designated player. 
Um, and if you watch the Kansas City game, and granted, again, he didn't, he hasn't started in a month, and it was really hot. Um, but I'm going to need you to start. You're going to have to start, and you're going. It's MLS, like it's America. You're going to have to play games where it's really hot. America. If you can't, it's America. If you can't, God, that just stops me in my tracks. If you can't compete at that level when it's when it's you know a higher temperature like you know a situation i've seen with gerard where he just seems to get gassed really fast in the heat um we can't afford to give you a dp contract um you know i i've i've heard uh he deserves a contract extension for sure but maybe off the bench maybe your last maybe something closer to the role landon's in now um when landon finally goes off into the sunset you know, robbie Keane can slide you know closer into that position uh, of you know 30 45 minutes maybe uh or super when you're sub. down a goal super sub yeah i don't think robbie Keane will ever see himself that way no. i don't think i think he sees himself and he's been starting a long time and and you look at him for ireland he's been the guy for a while um it's kind of tough it's kind of tough to 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 transition into that place but you know i've heard through my people through my my sources inside information uh that he very much wants a designated player contract and That's he exclusive. feels yeah, he exclusives. He feels like I got. I got to get a, a like a uh, what is it? I want a sound effect of you going exclusives, and I'm going to press that whenever I have something. Um, <laughs> nice little sound drop. Yeah, but uh, I, I yeah, I heard he wants a DP deal, and it. I don't see how it's possible. I mean, I re- unless you're unless you're paying him for what he for what he did, or unless you're paying him to sell jerseys. I don't understand how you give this guy a designated player contract for the, the 2017 season. Um, it's time to move on. Uh, I, I would like to see another another player, maybe give Gio and Zardis the reins to go up, up top together. They seem to play really well. Keen and Gio, and it's been talked about you know to death and a thousand times on Twitter, on social media, um, that Keen and Gio play a very similar role in a very similar position. Yeah, they it's do not time play to transition. Well together. Yeah, it's time to transition out of this. And, and Gio, at least in the last month, you know, when Keen hasn't been starting, Gio has scored, what, seven goals. Like, it's time. It's time to move on from this guy. Um, and as great as he's been, and, and I don't want to shove him out, and I don't want to disrespect him in any way, but it seems like it's it's kind of time to move on. Um, and and as it was brought up to me by by a Larzer, uh, part of, it was a question from a few months back, really, um, going right after he, after the Euros, the break for the Euros, uh would he have been healthy enough to play for us had he got the contract extension he wanted? Would he have been around? Would, because he, if you remember, like he went and got surgery and he wasn't fit to play. And I think he played one or two games. Uh, and then he went off to sit on the, and for me, and, and you know me, like, I don't care who, I don't care what your name is. I don't care how many goals you scored last year. I care about the galaxy and I care about how the galaxy are doing this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm stubborn and I'm selfish. Uh, I w- I'm the first to admit it. Um, if you are going to the euros and I understand going to play for your country and the importance of it, but if you're going to play for the euros or going to the euros to sit on the bench for your nation, I get the importance of playing international soccer, but Robbie Keane got surgery during our season so that he could be healthy to sit on the bench for Ireland. Like that, that doesn't sit well with me. And I think that's fair. I think it's fair for a Galaxy fan to say, well, okay, well, you're getting to a point where physically you can't keep up with the things you want to do. And it's very clear that we're secondary to the rest of, of what you find important. And in this case, and I understand it's the last major tournament and it's is kind of your last hurrah, but if you're healthy enough to go do that tournament, then go, you know, go handle your business. But to take yourself out of commission for us so that you can be available for them, uh, that for me, that reeks of Beckham going to AC Milan so he could stay fit to play for England. And and I'm not okay with that. So I, I wouldn't say that I, I hate Robbie Keane. I would say any fan that doesn't like him or doesn't like his actions this season is certainly justified. Of course. And and I'm in the same boat with you, uh, 100%. I'm, I'm ready to move on. No, I agree. I mean, you can't keep pushing a guy who's going to be, you know, into his later 30s. You know, you got to find someone mm-hmm. who's fresh. And I do, I do agree with you that uh, 
Gio has really, really flourished with Gerard and Keen out. When, yeah, whenever Keen's out, like, that's when Gio turns it on. Yeah. I think he likes being the guy. I think he gets to play in a preferred position when Keen's out. Um, and he gets to play with, you know, in the, in the, he gets to play with with either Giassi's artist or he gets to play with Alan Gordon, these guys that can kind of soak up the pressure and soak up the attack and let him, you know, get in, in the space beneath them uh, and, and influence the game a little bit more and, and find these pockets of space. But with Keen, you have a guy who's going to demand the ball as often as humanly possible, throw a hissy fit when he doesn't get it, and the moment the ball gets taken off of him, I watched it today in the SKC game in the first 20 minutes I was able to tolerate. Um, Keen gets the ball taken off him in the box, and that's it. Gives yeah. up. Yep. No tracking back. And it was, again, I, I used to see that with Beckham all the time. And the thing, the, the what we're always getting told is, oh, well, they're older. Oh, you know, well, it's hot. And it's like, cool. To be fair. And it's time to move on. That's kind of been Keen's bag since he came here, though. Mm-hmm. He's kind of been a person who's kind of a little whiny. Who, like, if he doesn't oh, get definitely. the calls he gets, he just stands there and just puts his arms up and goes, Hey, ref, right. I didn't get the call. That was my... I didn't get my foul. Yeah, that was... Oh, solid. Yeah, solid. I know. Bro. Solid, solid. <laughs> so is there any, any Lars stuff you want to talk about really quick, and then we can do the Galaxy birthdays and, and wrap this thing up? Yeah, real quick. Um, so you can always go to LARISquad.org, uh, our mm-hmm. website, to, you know, uh, find out any news and... You can go to the merch part of our site. We have a 10% coupon up until Friday the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And you can get I'm 10% sure that off. Sounds, that sounds right. You can get 10% off when you put the promo card Lars10. Hey. Um, we also have this Sunday is our annual pancakes and whiskey. Whiskey and pancakes, sorry. There you go. Fucking idiot. God damn it. I always screw it up. Whiskey and pancakes, where we make the pancakes and you guys bring the whiskey to share with a friend. There you go. It's going to be pretty lovely getting hammered at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. And I will be arriving in LA just after that game and sleeping on Ed's floor and uh, hopefully recording our next podcast, episode three, on, um, on Sunday night. So it should be out hopefully pretty soon after that. Yeah, I can't believe you're going to be missing that game. You're literally it coming sucks, in dude. right after by the engines. By hours. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> and against Seattle, like, you know how much I love to beat that team. Yeah, of course. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, just uh, check us out. You can check us out on uh, all the different social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, everything, LA Riot Squad. You can look it up. Yeah. Uh, Riot Squadcast on Twitter, uh, at ZeroCool138 for myself. Um, at Ed the Zombie on Ooh. Twitter for my my hetero life mate Ed no. Rodriguez. Um, I, I'm sure we'll get an Instagram or a Snapchat or Facebook at some point, but that seems like a lot of work. Um, the Galaxy birthdays since our last show, we had uh, I don't know. Here's a name for you, Ed. Josh Gardner. Oh, Mr. Josh Gardner. Josh Gardner, two-time MLS Cup champion oh, with Sporting Kansas City. That's weird. In 2013. And uh, ourselves in 2005, all, always one of my favorite stats, Josh Gardner has two more MLS Cups than Clint Dempsey or Taylor Twellman. Um, Josh Gardner was still playing in 2013? Uh, well, he was on Sporting Kansas City. I, I can't sp- yeah, I can't speak to whether he was playing at the time. Uh, he, why, am see, fun of the, why am I making fun of the guy? It's his, bir- it's his birthday. What the hell am I doing? Well, fuck it. it was his birthday. It's not his birthday today. You can make fun of him now. Okay. Uh, yeah, he made seven appearances with SKC that year, so you know it counts. Bill Ga- Bill Gaudet, who made four appearances with us, the Puerto Rican, um, yeah, oh, good memory, well done. Uh, Mike Munoz, Munoz, who uh, gee, I've been in Oregon too long, I can't pronounce these names anymore. Um, who played with the Galaxy? I think he had two caps, and then uh, is now part of our academy system. Yeah, uh, which is great. Dude, he's an excellent, excellent coach, man. Yeah, and he he likes Lars. Like he's very, he's always been very friendly with Lars, yeah. which is great. Uh, the great Pescandido, uh, uh, Pescandido, that doesn't sound right. That's not right. That's a, there's a, in, uh, too many beers, bro. Uh, Carlos Ruiz, uh, Pescadito, Pescadito. Yeah. I told uh, four beers in, bro. Dude, you've, you've been out of California too long. <laughs> Way too. I gotta come uh, home. I can't wait. In and out as soon as I touch down. Uh, was on the 15th, and obviously, if you haven't heard, he just signed with FC Dallas. He's back uh, in yeah. 
yeah, scored, in my opinion, anyway, the most important goal in Galaxy history in the 2002 MLS Cup Final. Best um, reaction ever. Troy Roberts and the amazing Andrew Boyens, who for me is one of the worst defenders I've ever seen in my life. The Kiwi? Yeah. He was, yeah, he was Kiwi. Uh, uh, th- those were both on the 18th. Uh, another Lars favorite and the last player taken in the expansion draft from the Galaxy, Stefani Migliaranzi, was on the 20th, a Brazilian defensive midfielder. And today, most important, big boss Bruce Arena. Uh, the, for my money, the greatest pro coach this city's ever seen. Uh, I have to say pro because, you know, obviously, as Andrew reminded me of uh, John Wooden, uh, but Bruce Arena, the greatest pro coach the city of Los Angeles has ever seen. Yeah. The most winningest for sure. Down. Oh, my God. Yeah. And no, then. No way we'd be the team we are without. Without. Bruce, oh, hell no. Hell no. Um, Patrick Reese Vigil, uh, uh, firstborn son of our good friend Tracer. Literally, I, happy birthday. Happy, yeah. Well, literally. he was born on the 18th, but yeah. But literally, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He was born on the 18th. Yeah. Uh, uh, our, our good friends, Tracer and Griselda, um, had their first son. Um, beautiful. Everyone is, everyone is healthy. Everyone is, is, is gorgeous and beautiful. And we're so happy for both of them. Um, good friends of Lars and the podcast and, and both of the people sitting here recording it. So yep. uh, love we love you, you all. Love you Hope you do well. Yeah. Big time. All right, man. I think that's it for us today, man. Yeah, take us out. All right, well, that's it. That's the end of our very second podcast. Hey. Oh, record. Neither of us died. Two time, baby. Two time. Two time champs. Yeah. Feel the power. All right, one day. Yes, it is. All right, bro. Be well. Right, Love it. Cool. Peace out. Peace Come on, come to the hood where we do the most good. Magic Johnson be owning everything like he should. Linwood, Long Beach, Hawthorne, Gardena, from the towers in Watts to the hills of Altadena, the home of the traffic in that gangbang culture. And I hope the way we do the damn thing don't insult you.